Welcome to the Community HealthCast, brought to you by the Queen's Community Health Board. My name is Rick Conrad, and as always, I'm joined by Elizabeth Bailey, the coordinator of the Queen's Community Health Board. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm just great. Looking forward to talking about our health plan. Well, me too, because this is a very important part of what we do, and I think it'll be very interesting for people to hear more about it. So I guess we'll start with what is a community health plan? So a community health plan is a document that summarizes our priorities as a health board, right? It's sort of these are the things that the people in our communities most think need to be addressed in the kind of work that we do. So those things that make a whole community healthy, whether it's food security or transportation or educational opportunities, what are sort of the priorities in our community? We listen to what everybody has to say. We make recommendations to the NSHA and IWK about what we think they need to be doing to address those priorities. And that's basically it. It's a handy-dandy document that we renew about every three years. I guess our current community health plan is a zone plan, is that right? So what does that mean? Oh, that's a good question. So traditionally, community health boards have done their own plans, or they might partner with a nearby community health board that has similar communities. For instance, the Queens Community Health Board traditionally partnered with the Lunenburg County Community Health Board to come up with a health plan for Lunenburg and Queens together. Similarly, The Shelburne County Community Health Board partnered with Yarmouth and Digme to make a tri-county community health plan. Prior to our most recent round of community health plan work, the chairs of the 11 community health boards in the Western Zone got together, as they do periodically, and they were talking about the planning process and they said, you know, we really really find that the communities in the Western Zone have really similar priorities. And if you're listening to this and you don't know what I mean by the Western Zone, I'll just briefly say that Nova Scotia Health divides the province into four zones. We're in the Western Zone. It's pretty much everything this side of Halifax, the South Shore, Tri-County, and the Valley. Those are all the Western Zone. And all of the boards in this zone said, we'd really like to try working on a health plan together. And so three years ago, that's what we did. We did consultation all across the zone with all sorts of groups to gather information to make the health plan that is still our current plan. Why should people be interested in what our community health plan is? Why is it relevant to people in our communities? So the priorities that end up in the community health plan influence the work of Nova Scotia Health. And of course, they're the basis of the work that we do on the community health board, including the wellness fund grants that we give out and the other work we do, the partnerships that we develop in community. So I hope, I like to think, that we have an effect on the health of the whole community. But in order to know the best way for us to spend our time and the best place for Nova Scotia Health to put their resources, we need to know what people think and what they think is the most important for us to work on. So who do you consult with to come up with the health plan priorities then? Well, the short and dirty answer is everybody. Uh, But when we do consultations, we do several rounds of consultation and we have open events that are open to everybody in the community, any individual who would like to participate. We also do targeted consultations with service organizations, municipalities, schools, 
those organizations in a community that are most concerned with people's health and well-being of the whole community. We talk to them about what they think is important and what they see happening in the communities. Those are often the organizations and the people who have their finger on the pulse of where the needs are most critical and what people in the community would most benefit from. Where are we at right now in the current community health plan? Is that year one, year two, year three? This is year three of a three-year plan, which means that this plan is up for renewal next year. Now, given that based on the feedback we've heard from our partner organizations, the priorities haven't really changed very much in the last three years. We think we will probably do a renewal of the plan we have, more of a check to see that everybody agrees that these are the priorities than construction of a new plan from the ground up. But we will definitely be doing lots of consultation to see where people are at and what they think. Okay. Do you base the plan on anything besides consultation? We do. We also base it on evidence. And you know, I was trying to think of an example of what would not be an evidence-based priority. And I can't think of a good one. I think that people in the community have a really good sense of what is needed and that people's sense of what is needed really tends to agree with the data. But that said, we do look at the data. We look at statistics to see sort of concrete proof that these are critical needs in our communities. When we find that point where what we hear in the consultations and what we read in the data match, that's how we know those are important issues. So I understand the community health boards are taking a uh, population health approach. What does that mean exactly? Community health boards believe that health is more than just the absence of disease. It's about the health of the whole community, drawing on the social determinants of health. And we actually have a really defined list of social determinants of health here in Canada, and they include employment and working conditions, healthy child development, income and social status, social support networks and social environment, educational opportunities, physical environments, and culture. Those are all the kinds of things that affect the health of the whole entire community. And usually the priorities in our health plan are based on one or more of those elements. So uh, it's year three of, of the plan. And so what are, what are the priorities in the current health plan? We have four priorities. They are, one, affordable housing, two, food security, three, recreation and wellness, and four, community connections. Another way to talk about that last one would be to say combat social isolation, which is a big issue throughout the Western Zone, as we have a lot of isolated seniors in particular. What do you do with the community health plan once you have it, once you've kind of hammered it out and it's in a form that you can present to people, I guess? Well, we do a whole bunch of things, and we really try to make it sort of a nice, compact, visually appealing document so that anybody in the community can read it and understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. So we like to publicize the plan. We share it with organizations that we partner with in community. They say, oh, you're working on affordable housing. We're also working on affordable housing. Let's look for opportunities to partner and do that work together. We also use that as the basis of our work to do quite a lot of advocacy. That's something that community health boards do often. We write letters or have conversations with politicians and other people in positions of power 
to advocate for policy to move forward and make progress on those priorities. Priorities in the community health plan are also a big factor when we are granting the wellness funds because programs that address those priorities are looked at very seriously when we've got that money to give out in community. Community health boards also sometimes provide education in the community about issues related to the priorities. And something I think most people don't know is that part of our health plan is providing recommendations to Nova Scotia Health and the IWK about how their work can address those priorities. So it's a real resource, not only for the community health board, but just for the community in general. That's right. And it's also data for other organizations. We can say we did these extensive consultations and looked at the data and found out that these are what people feel are the most pressing needs. And that's valuable information for other service organizations. So what if a community health need comes up that's not covered by the plan? For instance, there's nothing about COVID in our current plan. That's true. And I'll say that the priorities in the health plan are the focus of our work, but they're not the only things that community health boards work on. And in fact, often something will come up that was not in the health plan and community health boards will decide it needs to be addressed. We're always doing consultation. We always like to hear what people in the community think is important. And we're always having conversations with our partners around what they see for needs in the community. And COVID is a really good example, of course, but it's not the only one. Last year, the Queen's Community Health Board decided to address teen vaping. That wasn't something that was really an issue three years ago. Teen vaping numbers were very, very low three years ago when we did the first health plan, and then they skyrocketed over the last three years. Queen's Community Health Board saw that there were many people in the communities in Queen's who were concerned about teen vaping. There were also a lot of people who just didn't know very much about vaping. And we found that the technology was changing so rapidly and vaporizers were becoming so discreet that teens could easily have them and have the paraphernalia uh, and their parents wouldn't even necessarily recognize what it was, even if they left it sitting out and they saw it. It was also true that a lot of people did not really understand that Vape juice, that what you put in a vape to, to turn into vapor, is bad for your health. So in response to this, the Queen's Community Health Board did several different sorts of education in the community, including holding a forum where we had a speaker who is an expert on the topic come and talk about teen vaping. She also talked about the positive uses of vaping. I think it's important to note that vaping does have positive uses, but generally not for teens. And that was really the population we were worried about. So that's just a good example of something that we might address that's not in the community health plan at all. But community health boards are agile and they're always looking for feedback from the community. So when we see needs come up, we can respond to them quickly. So if our listeners want to get involved in the health planning process, what can they do? You can contact me, Elizabeth Bailey, at 902-350-0478. Let me know you're interested in participating in the next consultation, and I will put you on the list. If you have some feedback about our priorities or what you think might have changed in the community since we wrote that health plan, feel free to share that with me, too. Like I said, we always want to hear from the community. And I guess the most important part, where can our listeners go to read the current health plan? 
If you'd like to read it online, it's available through our website, communityhealthboards.ns.ca, and click on Initiatives and click on Health Plans. I'll also provide a direct link to the health plan on our Facebook page, Queen's Community Health Board. Or if you're the kind of person who really likes to have a hard copy, just give me a call and I'm happy to mail one to you. And again, you can just call me at 902-350-0478. We're kind of proud of it. It's got some nice graphics and it's an easy read. If you're really excited about getting involved in the health planning process, probably the best thing to do is join the Community Health Board. And if you give me a ring, I'm happy to walk you through the process and help you get started down that road. We're always looking for great new members who are interested in the health of our whole communities. Uh, Well, thanks very much, Elizabeth, for uh, talking to us today about the Community Health Plan and how it all comes together. And it was very interesting. It was my pleasure. For more information on today's topic, including links to documents and other sources of information, please visit our Facebook page, Queen's Community Health Board, or call me, Elizabeth Bailey, at 902-350-0478. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time to the Community Health Cast.